Hello and welcome back to the Potentially Podcast. We are your co-hosts, Lindsay and Isabel, and today we are going to be talking about how to stay motivated while you are trying to pay off your debt because that is really difficult, especially if you have a long road ahead of you. If you're somebody who only has to pay off their debt for a couple of months, congratulations. That means you didn't make terrible life choices in your life. But if you're like me and you have a long road ahead due to student loans and the amount of student loans that you have, then it is sometimes really, really hard to stay on track and you kind of get lost on your way because it just seems like it's never going to end. And so what we want to talk about with you today is how to keep yourself going in those moments where it feels like it's just easier to give up. Yeah, I think this is really important because I know a couple people in my life who've said, I'm just never going to pay off my student loans. Like, I'm just going to keep trying to defer them. I'm never going to get that amount paid off. It's just too much and I think if you can stay motivated it's not too much you just need to stay focused on it and get it done while you can before it seems like just too overwhelming to you. Right. And I don't think you'll have the same sense of accomplishment if you just let it go for 20 years. Like obviously when you pay them off in 20 years, if you took the entire time, it'll feel good. You'll feel relieved. But I don't think you'll have that same sense of pride in the fact of like what you had to sacrifice to get where you're at. And I think if you can just stay on track, it's going to feel so, so good when you can clear up so much income for the month when it's no longer going to other people and it's going in your pocket instead. And for people who want to pay the minimum payment and are hoping and praying that the government is going to forgive student loans, I would just suggest that that is not the best way to go about it. Two reasons. One, the government is always changing back and forth and you never have any idea of whether something is actually going to pass. So I would never base my monetary decisions based on what I thought the government was going to do. And then number two is that you took out that loan and while you might feel discouraged that you took out that loan now because you realize how much money that really is, you still did it. You took it out and you told somebody that you were going to pay the money back. So I think it's really important that you do that. I think it's really important that you yourself pay that money back and show that if you take out money and you say you're going to pay it back, that you do. Even if it takes a lot of hard work and a lot of time and a lot of effort. Yeah, that's a, a really good point. I agree with that because I'm very careful about what money I take out because if I'm borrowing money, I intend to pay it back in full, whether it's from the government or from a family member, I'm going to make sure I get that money back to them no matter how hard it is for me. 100% agree with that as well. Okay, so now that we got that out of the way and we're all on board and we all wanna pay off our student loans and whatever debt we have as quickly as possible, let's talk a little bit about how Isabel and I like to stay motivated when we are paying off our debt. So for me, and I actually did this over the weekend, Um, I sat down with Jacob and we went through the numbers. I actually mapped out exactly how long it was going to take me to pay it off. Every single piece of debt. And it's really, really frustrating because for me, it's going to take four years. And that's based off of very conservative salary estimates. 
and very conservative expense um, estimates. And so I think four years is a generally good timeline. Now, will I get it done faster? Will it take a little longer? Maybe, but I like having the timeline there to start off with because it gives me an end point. It gives me something to work towards. It gives me something to keep pushing myself forward and trying to hit a certain goal because I'm a very goal-oriented person. So if I have a time in mind, that's what's gonna keep moving me forward. Now, hopefully for you, you didn't just take out $100,000 to go to flight school. So hopefully for you, it won't take you four years to pay off your debt Um, because four years is a long time and it's a long time to sacrifice and it can feel very frustrating. But honestly, for me, it felt good to see that because I thought it was gonna be longer than four years. So when I saw that, I was actually very motivated. Yeah, I think it's important that no matter how long it's going to take you, you figure out how long it will take you because whether it's a year or four years, it will feel better knowing when the end is coming. Because for us, the debt we have right now is just for our car and we should have it paid off in a year. That's our plan that we have mapped out. So that doesn't seem too bad for us and it's very motivating knowing a year from now, I'll be able to use all this money I'm putting towards the car for something else that I actually care about. Like, saving up for a down payment for a house or which is what we're doing but you could use it for other things too like vacation or just other bills you have to pay probably some of that money is going to get reallocated to child care costs because we have that coming but it's just good to know you have that money freed up to do things you actually want to do with it, not things that you're obligated to do. Right, because when you don't have debt, then you just have more choices. So you're not so stuck. You just have the choice to do whatever it is you want. If you want to invest more, if you want to save more, if you want to use some of it to do fun things and you know, you've been sacrificing a lot of the fun things in your life and now you get the opportunity to do something fun, whether that means going on a vacation or whether that means going and buying yourself a new pair of shoes, whatever that means to you, it's just nice to have choices and to not feel guilty about those choices. What I actually did was I listed out all of my debts and exactly like how Dave Ramsey says to do from smallest to largest so that way we could start seeing the snowball. And I'm a little bit of a spreadsheet nerd so I actually made a tab on my spreadsheet for every debt that I owe and I made an amortization schedule for it. So what an amortization schedule is is just shows you every payment that you're going to make and then what the interest is of that payment and what is going towards the principal. So that way when you get down to owing zero dollars on the loan you will have seen what you paid to the principal, and how much you paid to interest. And amortization schedules are very depressing, especially on larger size loans, because you see how much you end up paying in interest. But the exciting thing about seeing it is if you pay it off early, you pay a lot less interest. So what I did is I scheduled out exactly in what order we would pay stuff out in, and then I saw how much interest we would save over those four years. And the interest ends up being about $70,000 that we save. And to me, that was also very motivating. So just by staying focused and paying things off that I owe faster, I'm going to save $70,000. Like, sign me up. Of course, who wouldn't want that to happen? Like, why would I willingly give up $70,000 if I didn't have to? Yeah, I love the idea of doing these charts kind of how you did because I think it's important to look at that interest because for us when we look at our loan we just see the amount that we took out really not about all the interest that we're paying as well and it's really great to know how much money is actually being taken out of your accounts how much you're gonna have to pay in the long run 
And like you said, so motivating to know you can cut back that cost if you just paid off a little bit early. Right. And if you guys have a debt that you want to do an amortization table for, first of all, you might be able to call um, the bank or the company that you have the loan through and they might be able to get you one. I'm not sure. But if you're trying to do it by yourself, um, I can always show you how to do it. It's pretty easy. There are also YouTube videos if you'd rather watch a YouTube video. But it's pretty easy to set up an amortization table. And I just think it shows you so much. And it really lets you wrap your head around what you're actually paying to someone. And, you know, it's the same thing they do when you buy a house. So when you buy a house, they'll show you all of the payments that you're going to be making, how much go to interest, how much go to the principal. And for a house, you usually end up paying like, twice as much for the house than you bought it for if you actually go the full 30 years. It's it's a lot of money, but it's nice to see it because then you can just make more informed decisions. And I think if people have more information instead of less, they are more likely to make better decisions with their money. That's one of the biggest things for me if I'm making any financial decision at all is just be as informed as I can so I know I'm making the best decision for me and my family because it can be stressful if you make a decision with your money and realize after the fact, ooh, I could have done this so much better. And I think the information works for different people in different ways. Like for me, it was really important to see how much money I was going to save by paying it off early and to see the actual timetable. But for Jacob, it was important for him to see how much just saving a little bit more each month to pay off debt really affected things in the long run. Because he's definitely somebody who's like, oh, like $30 for something, $50 for something, like not a big deal. But when he sees how that's compounded over time, over those four years, and how it really does make a difference in when we will be able to pay off this debt, that was really motivating to him. It's obviously really important if you're married that you and your spouse are talking about this together, but there might be different things that you take away from it, and that's completely fine. Whatever gets you motivated, that's what works. I don't care whether it's the same thing that got me motivated or Jacob motivated, whatever gets you motivated, that's what works because that's what's going to set you up for success. I like that point as well because me and Nick definitely get motivated by different things. Nick just doesn't even care about the finances as much as I do. Like he cares that we get things paid off, but he doesn't even want to see it every single month really. So you just have to work with each other on what you like better to try to make everyone in your family, like you and your spouse, feel like good about the payments you're making. And like Isabel said, when she gets hers paid off, her next goal is to save up for a house. And I actually really like that. So Jacob and I have owned a house before and it ended up working out great. We actually made money off of it when we sold it, but it could have easily not worked out great because we only stayed there for two years and two years isn't really that long of a time to own a home and actually make money from it. So we were very, very lucky in that situation. So the next time we buy a home, Jacob and I have told each other that it's not going to be until our all of our debts are paid off. So for us, it's just not worth it to go into another home with so many debts hanging over our head. So we're going to pay off all of our debts and we're going to save up 20% for a down payment, a full down payment, because the first house we did three and a half percent, which is an FHA loan. And if you've ever had an FHA loan or you've heard about them, you have to pay PMI and it's an extra fee basically. And it's a fee because you don't have 20% to put down on the house and it doesn't go towards your principal it doesn't go towards anything. It's just wasted money. And so I'm not saying not to do it. I mean, we did it and obviously it worked out okay, but 
I think we've grown and learned a little bit more. And so just next time, what we're gonna do is we are gonna save up that full 20% before we buy a house, just so that way we feel better about going into it and we're not as stressed. Yeah, I think that's another good thing to stay motivated is just learning from what you've done before to try to do things better each time with like new loans, new financial situations. Just look back at what you've done before, try to improve on yourself and, you know, do a little research as well. Listen to other people's experiences. It can really help you. Yeah, and that's all you can ask of yourself. You can't ask yourself to be perfect, especially from day one. You're learning, you're growing, you're figuring it out. And sure, sometimes people can tell you what to do, but a lot of times you got to figure it out for yourself. You have to learn those lessons the hard way and that's okay because, you know, the lessons that you learn the hard way are usually ones that stick a lot longer than just, oh, well, I heard this one time from this one person what they said to do. And so I don't think there's anything wrong with not knowing everything from day one. No one does. So that's what Jacob and I are doing. We're just learning from our experiences and hoping that we can turn this ship around. Well, not hoping. We will turn this ship around. And when we do, we'll be better off for it. And yeah, it might be in our 30s when we finally get all of this accomplished. And I had never envisioned that, but it's okay. 30 is is not old, old age. It's going to be fine. So you just have to learn that. And you just have to be willing to accept that not everything is going to be on your timetable and you just got to make it happen as quickly as you can while realizing that life is still going to happen along the way. Love that. Okay, so another way to stay motivated that we've discussed before is not to reward yourself with buying new things for every success you have with your debt because you just want to keep putting that money towards your debt, not unnecessary things. Obviously, you can reward yourself in ways that you won't be spending too much money. And if it's already in your budget, that's fine. But you don't want to spend extra money just because you accomplished one goal. Right. So I would say that like, let's say your entertainment budget has a certain amount each month that you're allowed to use to go to the movies or whatever it is that you use it for. Okay, well, if you want to reward yourself for paying something off, maybe you save up a couple weeks of your entertainment budget and instead of renting a movie at home, you go out to the movies and that's the way you're rewarding yourself. So you're still working within your budget, but you're getting yourself something a little different, a little nice for that big loan that you just paid off. Because the problem with rewarding yourself outside of your budget is that you're just, you're taking two steps forward, one step back the whole way, and it's just going to draw it out and make it take longer. And we know as humans that the longer that something takes, the harder it is for us to focus on it for that long because we just kind of have short attention spans and we naturally want to be happy now instead of delaying that gratification for the future. So knowing that about yourself, don't allow yourself to fall into that trap. Yeah, so you always just want to be trying to move forward in your financial situation, it can be really easy to fall back into old habits, especially with something like credit cards. And I know Lindsay was paying off credit cards and had a really good idea to stay motivated with that. Yeah. So what I did, which was super, super fun is after I paid off a credit card, they were all in a drawer. And after I paid off a credit card, I would just cut it up because it felt good to kind of take out that anger and resentment that I had towards myself for being dumb enough to get credit card debt in the first place and take it out on the credit card and cut it up. And I know it's kind of silly, but it just made me feel really good. And it was just a way to release all of those emotions that I had towards carrying that debt. So if you're somebody that kind of gets 
definitely emotional about it and upset at yourself, I think that can be a really fun way to reward yourself after you pay something off is cut it up. I love this idea because when you're paying off your debt, once it's all paid off, you feel so good, but there's not really any physical proof that it happened. You don't get anything from it other than you just don't have to make this payment anymore. So to actually see the success in front of you can be a really great thing. Right. It's not like somebody's coming up with a trophy like, congratulations, Lindsay, you paid off all your debt. No, it's pretty, it's a pretty invisible thing because only you see your finances. So sometimes it can feel a little lonely, honestly. And I would say that's the last big tip I have is share that success. So if you pay off a $500 thing, share that. That's just as exciting as paying off a $15,000 loan, whatever it is. And if your friends and family aren't the type of people that like to share their financial situations, then come find us on Instagram and we'll we'll be excited for you. We will share in your celebration because that is so exciting and it's so nice to get that, you know, even though you don't need validation from other people, it's really nice to get it sometimes, especially when you do something worth being validated for. So if you worked really hard to get yourself out of debt, that is something worth celebrating. And if you don't have the people in your life that like to talk about that or they think you're bragging or whatever it is that they think you're doing, that's fine. Come find us on Instagram and we will celebrate you. We will be excited for you. And honestly, you'll help us to stay motivated as well. Yeah, I love this because every time I pay something off or I figure out that I'm gonna be able to pay something off soon. I love to share it with the family and I get so excited about it and everyone shares in that excitement. So if someone else is telling me about how great they're doing with their finances, it excites me as well because I just love being able to do better with the money I have. Yeah, it's just nice to know that other people are doing well and it shows you that, you know, if they can do it, you can do it and you can all get excited for each other and, you know, that can be a snowball effect too. You're not just making snowball debt payments. It's that snowball motivation and excitement. And if you're surrounding yourself with people who have the same ideas around money, it also makes it easier. So, you know, the fact that I'm talking to Isabel about my money situation makes sense because she thinks the same way about money. If I was trying to talk to a friend who didn't care about paying off their debt and only cared about going on a new vacation every year and buying the latest clothes and whatever it is, it'd be really hard to stay motivated. So it's nice to have that person in your life that can really help keep you on the right track. So if If you have any other ideas of how to stay motivated when trying to pay off your debt, you should go over to our Instagram or Facebook at Live Potentially and let us know because we're always trying to find new ways to stay motivated and hopefully other people who are on our page can see your ideas as well and we can all stay motivated together and be successful. Thanks for listening to our episode and we hope to see you guys on the next one. (laughs) 